listen to the 48 Hours podcast on demand. Real people, real crimes, real life drama. 48 Hours investigates the most intriguing crime and justice cases. Investigators discovered Brown chained up like a dog. We can hear the girl yelling for help. CBS News is bringing investigative reporting and impact journalism. You have this toxic love triangle. It was a crime that rocked this upscale community. The 48 Hours podcast. This case was a true whodunit. Download and subscribe on the new radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcast. Promotional consideration for growing greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. So, hey, folks, welcome into the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're thrilled to be focusing on Old City Philadelphia, also known as the Philadelphia Design District. And we're thrilled also to welcome Robert Abel, who owns and operates a fantastic gallery on North 3rd Street called Modern Gallery. Robert, thanks for being with us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me in. Absolutely. And Robert, share with us a little bit about what I referenced a moment ago, the Philadelphia Design District. My suspicion is most folks probably have not heard of that phrase. No, they wouldn't have, or they're just beginning to hear about it because it's something that really only started officially April 13th of 2018. The uh, idea behind it started over a year before that. But it didn't have its first event, which was called Premier, held at the bridge, the uh, new apartment building at the corner of Second and Race, um, until April 13th. And then that went on for um, the next four weekends. People were welcome to come visit what we had in there. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. And take us back 12, 15, 18 months or so ago when you and other folks from Old City, you know, kind of came up with this concept of... A Philadelphia design district and, and how it all came about. Yeah, the owner of Minima, Eugenie Perret, was the one who started talking to other businesses in the area and talking about the idea of doing something that would build on what the neighborhood had been and still was. But the change that was beginning to occur, she noticed, we all kind of noticed it, but she went around and started talking to people. And the idea was that that there were many more design-related businesses that had opened in Old City than people were aware of. There was something going on. There was a change. Yeah, a Um, a movement, if you will, almost, and a clustering. Yeah, a clustering, exactly. There was a, a shift because before that, it had primarily been art galleries, but now... It was art galleries, but also a lot of you know, upscale design galleries for the most part. And that change was something that she felt, and then we all agreed, was something that we needed to let people know had happened, that was happening and would probably continue to happen and grow. And so the idea of creating, initially, it was just a bunch of meetings. You know, we got together and talked and said, what do we want to do? Sure. And, we met over at the um, uh, Old City District office in the beginning, and then we just kept, you know, talking. And in the beginning, Joe Bitkowitz was there and listening at least. And, and then we all just kept talking and then said, you know, this is time to really make the public and the press aware of what's happened down here because they won't get it unless we do something. And right. so that was, let's form an association. Let's form 
the Philadelphia Design District and brand the neighborhood that way. Gotcha. So, and that's where I was going. You're having these conversations. They're kind of loose. They're kind of unstructured. And as time goes on, they start to take a little bit more shape. How did the name Philadelphia Design District kind of evolve? Was it kind of natural or did you all kind of refer to it that way anyway? Yeah, it was it was pretty natural, but I think that partially that grew out of the fact that there are other cities like Miami that have the Miami Design District, Detroit Design District. So we there, there's already a precedent in some other cities for this happening. Now gotcha. those those cities have different kinds of design districts, but the idea of having you know something called a design district, which we all knew appealed to us when we went to visit those cities was something we felt we wanted to establish here in Philadelphia. And I want to be clear, and just to get a little bit more granular, the Philadelphia Design District, what, what, how do you define geographical boundaries? Well, always Old City has been loosely thought of as being between Front and Fifth Street, and at the very least between Market and Callow Hill. But generally speaking, the majority of the businesses that are located are on 2nd and 3rd Street between Market and Race. Yeah. But there are some outliers, like the Locks Gallery is up on 5th Street, and there are some other places. So we're not really... It is Old City, and some people are a little bit off the beaten path in Old City, so that you have to walk another block. Sure. But, yeah. yeah. But they're all part of the neighborhood. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And the reason I was asking about that level of granularity around geographic boundaries, if you will, not that we have boundaries to your point a moment ago about how you know we're, we're inclusive is this notion of philadelphia design district we're not trying to replace old city we're trying to establish a brand within old city is that fair exactly but in addition to that we definitely want to establish that brand in old city but what we also want to do is what you said was be inclusive and so that means we are already and have been for months now thinking about ways to incorporate many other design-related, art-related businesses in the city into what we're doing. They are not locally where we are. They may eventually relocate there, which is what we hope in some cases. But also, we're trying to find ways to be inclusive and to make this a citywide thing, even though it's based in Old City. Gotcha. And, and I want to talk a little bit about audience. But before we do that, I want to remind folks, we're talking with Robert Abel of Modern Gallery. Uh, and he's here with us today on Growing Greater Philadelphia, where we tell stories of business growth and economic success across our 11-county neighborhood of northern Delaware and southern New Jersey and southeastern Pennsylvania, including right here in Philadelphia and right here in Old City, Philadelphia, which happens to be where our studios are located as well. But uh, Robert's really here today representing uh, an initiative called the Philadelphia Design district of makers and, and artists and designers who have made this community their home. And my audience specific question for you, Robert, is you do want to brand the design district here in Philadelphia for greater Philadelphia, but there's another audience that goes beyond just the city of Philadelphia, I suspect. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that it is critically important to appeal to people from outside the city as well, all the surrounding counties, Delaware, New Jersey, and way beyond that, because we really want to also brand it for people from New York and internationally as well. In fact, we have a PR firm that's working with us who is based in Paris and Miami. Wow. And so their expertise is in the field of design, but also their expertise is in 
getting people from all over the country, all over the world. And certainly for us, it's critical that we get the local areas, the counties around Philadelphia, so that the people who live outside in the suburbs or wherever are coming into the city and saying, you know, there's a lot of interesting things happening in Philadelphia. We should go downtown and see what's going on. Hey, let's go to that design district. I heard about it. And I wonder what it is. Yeah. And that's what we need to start is so that once one person comes down, they see it and then they say, wow, I didn't know that was happening. And that's amazing. And they tell their friends. And then suddenly, not suddenly, but over a period of time, we hope that more and more people start to say, it's a Sunday or not a Sunday. We're not usually open on Sundays, but it's a yeah. Saturday. Let's go down to the, the design district and see yeah. what's down there. Absolutely. And, and I love that notion of, look, folks in our greater Philadelphia community have to be aware of this because, frankly, they're going to be among our best champions for any initiative, including the Philadelphia Design District. So when family and friends are coming from around the country or around the world or, frankly, around the corner, you want them to be able to say, Design District. Absolutely. That's, that's on our stop. We're going to do Reading Terminal, we're doing Design District, and then we're going to have the Longwood Gardens, or something along those lines. Absolutely. In fact, from the very beginning, when I opened my gallery in 1984, one of the concepts was not so much that we would necessarily depend just on Philadelphia and the suburbs and Delaware and New Jersey, but exactly what you said, the people who live here, who have family and friends who visit them from other places... They would say, uh, what should we do? And they would say, oh, go down to Old City. And so now they would say, well, let's go to Old City to the design district. And, you know, we get people from New York or California, whoever's visiting from wherever they are, to the point where then, then they would carry that home to where they are and say, well, we were in Philadelphia. You know, it's like, as I always hear from people who have visited the city, we didn't know there were so many amazing restaurants right. in Philadelphia. We had no right. idea. And then... Now, we had no idea there was so much amazing design and art in Philadelphia. And let me tell you a little story uh, related to that. Yeah, please. There was a writer. Um, her name was Beth Dunlap. She was the editor of Modern Magazine, which is a magazine devoted to basically modern design, uh, 20th and 21st century design. And she came to Philadelphia, and she called me and said, I'm going to come to Philadelphia, and I'm going to spend three days there. And I'm going to go talk to different people in art and design businesses in the city, as well as artists and makers and various people. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, it's a great idea. You know, come talk to me and we'll see. Well, she came to see me the last day. And she said, you know, I really wish I had spoken to you before I planned this because I needed a week to cover this city. There's so much going on in art and design in Philadelphia. I had no idea she's from Florida. Right. I would have booked a full week here. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing that we want people to get the, uh, the understanding of. In fact, the new editor of the magazine just wrote another article about Philadelphia. It's only two years later. It's coming out this month. That's great. And it's about 
what's happening in the arts in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's great. That's really fabulous. And, you know, for folks who may not be aware, we at Select Greater Philadelphia that produce and operate this growing Greater Philadelphia program, we are part of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And one of our sister organizations is the Arts and Business Council for Greater Philadelphia. So it's something that we're passionate about of how to bring the creative economy together. It's run by a colleague of mine named Karen Cope, uh, who very proudly and professionally uh, represents our Arts and Business Council and brings businesses and arts organizations together to benefit each other. But I want to come back, Robert, to um, something you had mentioned that is really inspiring to me, that the fact that you and other business leaders in Old City who have come together to create the Philadelphia Design District, you're investing time and resources and funds. And the fact that you have hired a public relations agency that has an expertise in this space, operating in France and Paris and operating in, in Florida and Miami, I think you had mentioned, it's really impressive. And this is not just a little hobby you're doing off the corner of your desk. You're looking to transform the image and brand, not only of Old City, but of Philadelphia and greater Philadelphia in general. You're 100% right. That's exactly what the idea is. And what it really comes down to is that, is that when we started talking about it, we realized that if we weren't going to make this a very serious attempt to do something that would really get people's attention, it was going to be useless. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we needed to contribute significant funds and be able to hire the kind of people who could really help us. And, you know, they were all happy to strike deals with us and make it work. And, you know, people get excited about new adventures like this, you know. So we really made that commitment. There are right now 10 members and mm -hmm. the reason there aren't more members is because there right now there were 10 members who were willing to basically say we're going to put our time and energy and money into this and build it and we'll develop new members we'll let them see what the advantages are we already have after our initial event we had many inquiries we already have two new members getting ready to come on board another business up in center city that's ready to move down here. They're just trying to rent out their space so they can move. So we're looking to see the development where what we saw with when the art galleries came here, when I first got down here, there were five of us. And then by 1990, there were 20 of us. By 2000, there were 50 of us. Right. Now, many of those moved from other parts of the city because they realized that there was a tension in this neighborhood. Right. And that's the same thing we think is happening and will happen with the design district. And, you know, if you really want something like this to work, especially in a city like Philadelphia, where unfortunately the media doesn't necessarily cover all the events that are happening in this city. You know, there are not many places where you can see all the gallery shows, all the museum shows. We don't have the kind of media that covers everything like mm -hmm. that. So what happens is that the businesses themselves have to take that on and hopefully improve the city and encourage the media uh, to, to cover these things and take us very seriously and take the city very seriously. Because you know you've been here, I guess, pretty much your whole life. So right. this is the kind of city where people are kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they, somebody has a beautiful house and a magazine wants to publish it, they 
say, well, if you don't use our name. Yeah, right. Um, so things are like, you know, very quiet in Philadelphia. Yeah. People are kind of shy about things. Yeah. So getting the word out is not easy. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's fair. I do think that's starting to change. And historically, our Quaker humility and our Quaker conservatism has been what I would call in that quiet kind of approach to things. But I, I do feel like in the past decade or so, it's starting to change a little bit. And I do want to shift gears on you a little bit in terms of things that are changing. And I want to take three distinct trips in time <laughs> with you. Sure. And one of them's personal, mm-hmm. but I'm going to save that for last. You mentioned the 80s and the 90s. In fairness, some of the seeds of the Philadelphia Design District concept were planted probably 25, 28 years or so ago, and you were here. And I want to hear a little bit about that experience back in the late 80s and early 90s of a similar kind of movement. Realistically speaking, the shift that began in Old City was in 1976 at the time of the Bicentennial. Now, Philadelphia being the kind of city it was, everybody thought, oh, my God, Old City is going to become this amazing place because it's the Bicentennial, all the historical things down there, Alfred's Alley, the Bell, Independence Hall, you know, just down the block. But it didn't take off yet, 76. But the seeds, what you said is perfect because the seeds were there and Mm -hmm. there were several galleries opened up. And then we came down there in, in 1984, opened up in 84. And there were five of us. And then people began to look, I mean, quite honestly, when we first moved down there, we were open on primarily on the weekends. Right. And I would get phone calls on a Saturday morning. Is there a safe place to park around there? Right. Right. (laughs) That was the image of Old City. I said, yeah, like anywhere on the street. It's a beautiful neighborhood. It's wonderful. But people had this strange image about it because there was still a lot of industrial businesses there. Right. And so they didn't really know because they literally hadn't visited it. Yeah, lack of familiarity. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So basically we watched as the rents were reasonable and more and more art galleries and design galleries started moving into Old City because they could afford it. And it was a great neighborhood. And then they also were some of them quite young. Like we had people who opened up an art gallery who came out of Tyler and they were artists, but they weren't going to make a living right away as an artist, so they wanted to open up a gallery, show mm-hmm. their friends' works. and That sort of became a trend, and that, that didn't dominate, but then there were bigger galleries, more experienced galleries, all sorts of galleries. And over a period um, until 1990, when we realized there were 20 of us, and then a small group of us got together and formed... Uh, well, again, sort of the same way as the Philadelphia Design District, we said, what are we going to do? We need to let people know we're here. Sure. Uh, stop asking if it's safe to park here. <laughs> right. And so what we did is we formed the Old City Art Association. Okay. And our first effort, which became a very successful one, was First Friday. Uh, now, First Friday now is an established event in the city of Philadelphia. It has been since 1992 when we held our first official one. We had a brochure printed in 92 with about 20 galleries. Wow, that's great. And then between 1992 and 2000, amazingly, a number of businesses moved here, opened, took the empty spaces. And by 2000, we had about 50 galleries in Old City. Yeah. So there was a, a huge growth that had gone on. And but you know, that kind of growth isn't always going to stay that way. And partially, there were some of those businesses, as I said, were 
started by people who were 22, 23 years old who just came out. And they really were not that experienced in businesses, but also the rent started to go up. Right. Because it was Old City, and now it was a good place to hot. not only do business, but to live. Yeah. 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 And if you look at all the development in Old City now with you know building and everything, it's amazing. And so the rent started going up. So right. a lot of those businesses couldn't stay in Old City. And so they either went somewhere else or they, they closed up. But that... And by and 2008, of course, took its toll on sure. everybody yep. and everything. But what happened was that slowly these design, somewhat higher-end design businesses either stayed or started moving in. And that's when we started to see the possibility of rebranding the neighborhood. But it had historically already happened. I mean, Old right. City had gone from being a place where people were nervous to park their cars to a place that they couldn't wait to go on First Friday. Yeah. And, you know, in the, in the early years of First Friday, we had 5,000 people on a Friday night in Old City, which, you know, we never saw before that more than 20 people a week. You yeah. Know, it was totally. amazing. So I love the fact that the Philadelphia Design District here in Old City in Philadelphia is really going through what I would call a renaissance or, or a reinvention of an old idea that, you know, occurred 25, 30 years previous. But actually, and this is where I want to go back even further in time, way before you and me, although your work as a as an academic as well as a as a business owner and a gallery owner and someone who's passionate about the arts, you have deeper insight into this. And it does tie into the whole spirit of invention, I would suggest, in the founding of our country because many folks would look at Philadelphia specifically and think of it as a makerspace, as a place for the trades, as manufacturing and innovation was really created here in many ways, including the democracy of the country and, and of the world. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that perspective in why this is such an appropriate initiative now in 2018 and beyond for creating this place that is known as the Philadelphia Design District. Historically, you go back to the 18th century, early 18th century, and Philadelphia was one of the major centers in the United States for furniture making, glass, ceramics, metals, you name it, many different things. There has been a long history of this being a center of innovation and creativity. For whatever reason, people sometimes forget about that, that it's been continuous. Right. I mean, it never stopped. And that, you know, when somebody comes here and says, well, my God, there are so many people making things, galleries, um, artists. And where did this all come from? Well, the answer is this has been here for several hundred years. Right. You know, it's been here for over 200 years, long, you know, 1720 or something like that. Right. And this is the nature of this city. It's just that it's overshadowed by New York is right. the real issue. In the final analysis, right. people always think, well, New York's the center of abstract expressionism and whatever, you know, because the new things sort of got their starts in New York. But Philadelphia was always a part of all this. That's right. And, you know, people like Wharton Escherich, who were based in the Philadelphia area, well, he was in New York constantly working with and associating with the artists in New York. It wasn't like he was isolated from that Philadelphia was a part of the art scene, of the maker scene. And again, for, you know, almost 300 years now, we're talking about something like that. And so it's really 
part of the history of this city. And if you went back into 1760 and asked people where they were going to go to look at furniture or find somebody to make something, Philadelphia would have been on the top of their list Absolutely. or very close to the top. Yeah. I love to hear you say that because one of the things we do at Select Greater Philadelphia as we're attracting businesses to make their home somewhere in the 11 County neighborhood is we often talk about how New York and Washington, D.C. actually benefit from being so close to Philadelphia, not the other way around. And when you look through that perspective, it actually makes sense for a lot of the reasons you're referencing. I do want to pivot here for a moment because you actually do have a special perspective that you can look through that those who are native to greater Philadelphia may not appreciate as much. And that is the fact that you are native to New York and you were drawn to come to Philadelphia back in the late 1960s to go to school. And I was hoping you could talk with us a little bit about why that was, what attracted you here. And you've made this your home ever since. Yeah. Well, when I first decided to attend the University of Pennsylvania, that was based on a visit to West Philadelphia and then the whole city, actually. Granted, back in 1968, when I first matriculated there, it was not exactly a vibrant city in terms of restaurants and entertainment. There were a lot of things happening, but it was, it was a beautiful city. It had huge amount of potential, and also it just felt really good to be here. You know, just to give you one example, much yeah. later on, not sure. in 1968, but... About 20 years ago, a very close friend of mine from Paris came to visit me, who I was doing business with when we were handling French Art Deco. That was before. And we went to New York. I met him in New York City first, and we spent the day in New York. And then in the afternoon, we drove back to Philadelphia. And we were at my gallery on 3rd Street in Old City. And my friend Alain turned to me and he said, is it a holiday? And I said, what do you mean? Right. He said, well, there's not a lot of traffic. Right. And I said, this is Philadelphia. <laughs> this isn't New York. And yeah. he, said, he said, it's like the level of noise and, and traffic is so much lower. And that's exactly what appealed to me about coming here. Now, granted, it's changing. Sure. It's getting noisier. And it's crowded. getting busier. Yeah, sure. Know? And there's a lot more housing going up. But the truth of the matter is that's what appealed to me in 68. And I thought I was out of here in four years I'm still here. That was 1968. This is now 40 years later, and I'm still in Philadelphia and love it. I live in Fort Washington now. I've lived in many different parts sure. of the city, in Mount Airy and Center City, and now we live in Elkins Park and now Fort Washington, so yeah, yeah. different counties. Sure. But um, we just have found this to be such a, a great city, and the potential that I thought was there, it turns out, was really there, because you look at what people say about the restaurant scene in Philadelphia. From those people who visit here and who have heard about it, they know that one of the best restaurant scenes in America is here in Philadelphia. Absolutely. And yeah. they didn't know this before at all. And so this thing developed, you know, out of, you know, not out of thin air. There were people, Steve Posey started with the frog and that sure. became a whole movement and yep. all sorts of the restaurant school, all sorts of things happened here that were amazing. And, uh, those are the things that kept me here because it's a wonderful city to live in. It still has a quality of life that I enjoy. It is affordable compared to, say, New York or mm -hmm. Washington. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, it's just a wonderful place to live. And there are so many things here to do 
in terms of the arts as well as everything else, food, you name it. There's everything going on here. So I'm going to put you on the spot because you've listed a lot of different things. Is there one thing that stands out for you that causes you to say, this is what's really special about greater Philadelphia? When you're speaking with your friends from Europe or other parts of the country and they say, Robert, you've been in greater Philadelphia now and you operate a business in the city of Philadelphia for you know decades. What's, what's up with that? Why do, why do you do that? Well, the simple answer is it really goes back to the quality of life. Um, If if they ask me, I say, listen, I enjoy life in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. It is a wonderful place to live. There are amazing things going on, but there are also it's just a pleasant environment. And we don't see things happening where there's so much development happening so quickly like it happens in New York where those things are displaced. And there's another factor. I mean, I was living in 1980, around 1980, 81, Mm -hmm. in Mount Airy. Okay. And we were renting a house, and it went on the market, and we were paying for a five-bedroom house, $450 in rent. Now, granted, this is 1980, 81. A friend of mine came down from Boston, lived in Newton, and I told him that the house was going on the market for $79,000. And he said, what? Yeah. You, you $790,000? Right. And I said, no, $79,000. He yeah. said, this is a $600,000 house in Newton. Yeah. Yeah, And I said, well, that's one of the reasons we still live here. That's right. And, and Mount Airy is a beautiful neighborhood for those who may not be as familiar. In Philadelphia, in northwest Philadelphia, it's still a beautiful, it's actually probably more beautiful today than it was in 1980, frankly. Oh, yeah. and, and the history is so, is so rich and, and special. It's a very, yeah. uh, Mount Airy is a wonderful neighborhood. It's an amazing place. It's, it's been referred to as the best uh, integrated neighborhood in America. It has beautiful homes, beautiful lands. Great stores, Chestnut Hill is right there. I mean, that's the nature of Philadelphia. People, you know, there are all these areas that people don't even necessarily know about, like Mount Airy. We love living in Mount Airy, and we miss it, actually. Um, And one of the things about Mount Airy that's really incredible is that, and this is true about pretty much the entire Philadelphia region, Everybody gets to know everybody, especially right. in Mount Airy. It was a neighborhood feeling. That's right. Very strong. And that doesn't exist in a lot of places. I mean, there were events going on on our block, and you know, people were just enjoying each other. That's right. And that was wonderful. And that's why we often say that our 11-county region is really one big neighborhood. Because a lot of people know each other, and they, they interchange, and, and they can relate with each other. Even if you didn't grow up here, you feel that neighborhood feeling as, as you've articulated. So I have an on-the-spot question for you. I should say another put-you-on-the-spot question. We're talking with Robert Abel of Modern Gallery on North 3rd Street in the Old City area of uh, Philadelphia, also known as the Philadelphia Design District. So, Robert, my question for you, your favorite place or thing to do in greater Philadelphia? I have to give you two things. Okay. And the reason being is because there's my own life and they're my grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. For me, it's the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is one of the great museums in the world. Again, a lot of people don't know much about it, but when they visit it, they say, oh my God, that's yeah, like a all. major museum. How come I didn't be, hasn't been here before? And I always tell people this, you know, it's like, 
I mean, we also have the Barnes Foundation, granted, but the Philadelphia Museum of Art is just an amazing, amazing place, and it's getting better because it's growing and developing, and it's going to be, you know, over the next 10 years, even more incredible. So for me, as an adult, that is my favorite thing of all. Sure. And I've been on the 20th century, 21st century board called Colab for almost 30 years now to help develop that part of the museum. For my grandchildren, and for me, because it's so much fun, it's the Please Touch Museum. Yeah. The Please Touch Museum is just, they have done such an amazing job. I've been going there since my daughter was born in, in 1981, yep. and it moved several times. Yes. And its newest incarnation, I was recently with my grandchildren. Right. And it is what the Philadelphia Museum of Art is to me, Please Touch Museum is to them, and to me, quite honestly, because I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Both fabulous and jewels within our greater Philadelphia community. So the Philadelphia Design District, an initiative that you and others have been uh, passionate about creating and, and advancing, where's it going to be in five years from now, 10 years from now? And I think that the way it's going to develop is pretty much the way Old City developed when the art galleries were here. I believe that over the next five to 10 years, what we'll see happen is more and more businesses either opening, but I think the first step will be businesses relocating from other parts of the city where they don't feel that they get a lot of attention. And they will move down to Old City where there is something called the design district that people come to see what we have, art and design. And so I believe that the first wave over the first five years, I think what will happen is it'll be those people moving down. But I also believe that we will start to see businesses say, well, I wanted to open doing, well, even interior design or whatever, or floral design. We have a great florist down there now right. who does high-end design and sells outdoor furniture, and it's just beautiful stuff. But we'll have people like that who say, I wanted to open, where would I go? And they'll say, well, there's already a place where people are visiting, looking for what we do. It's a natural so, spot. Right. Yeah. And so I, I really honestly believe that in 10 years, we'll probably have 30 or 40 businesses down there and maybe more, I don't know, but that will really change the complexion because there'll also be, the nice thing about it is that now the rents are where they are. None of them are going to go up, everything goes up, sure. but they're not going to go up as dramatically as they had. So yeah. I think what we're going to see is uh, established professional businesses moving down there or opening down there and knowing how to succeed and stay in business for the long term. And one of the great things about Old City and about the design district is that, you know, we are not, we're unique businesses. We're not chain stores. And one of the things that I did when I was the president of the, of the Arts Association in the early years was I told everybody, never open seven days a week because then the limited's going to come down. Right. Then Victoria's Secret's going to come down. That's not the nature of this neighborhood. Nature of this neighborhood is unique businesses that aren't part of chains, but that you don't see anywhere but here. Something you can't find anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And it'll just continue to develop. And I believe that's what will happen and that people will come there and they'll say, oh, I've never seen this before. I've never been in that kind of store before. It's not like they say, well, oh, yeah, I went to that in Soho in New York. Right. It, right. It doesn't exist there. Yeah. It exists here. 
I love that vision. I really do. And I wish you and your team all the best. We've been talking with Robert Abel of uh, Modern Gallery on North 3rd Street in the Old City section of Greater Philadelphia. But more importantly, Robert is one of the architects behind creating this new collaborative, this new initiative called the Philadelphia Design District, which makes its home in Old City here in Center City, Philadelphia. And we wish you all the best, Robert. And we're thrilled that you were able to join us on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you for having me. And thank you for helping Philadelphia Design District to grow by drawing attention to it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Growing Greater Philadelphia is supported in part by many of our investors and partners, including Liberty Property Trust. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Liberty Property Trust has been creating environments that have been helping businesses realize their full potential for nearly 50 years. To learn more about the Philadelphia Navy Yard and other Liberty Properties, visit libertyproperty.com. And by Drexel University. Drexel was founded in 1891. They're one of the region's top 10 private employers with three campuses in Philadelphia. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu. Check out all of our podcasts on radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Every Sunday, Face the Nation brings you in-depth interviews with the biggest names in Washington. Kellyanne Conway, Nancy Pelosi, Lindsey Graham, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You'll never miss an episode with the weekly podcast from CBS News Radio. Tune in to hear moderator Margaret Brennan and the country's top policymakers discuss today's toughest issues. What is going on? Is this political conspiracy or is this just incompetence? The Face the Nation podcast. Download and subscribe at the newradio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.